everyone, welcome to another episode of Bothell Amplified. I am Pastor Joe. I'm so glad that you are tuning in. Today we uh, celebrate Pentecost as we continue our sermon series, uh, Fresh Breath. We've been navigating scripture and looking at the ways the Holy Spirit has been at work. And today we turn to the Acts 2 passage, the birth of the church, where the Holy Spirit falls upon the disciples. And we explore how the Holy Spirit connects lives Take a listen, and uh, we hope you enjoy. You know, when I was uh, working with the General Board of Church and Society of the United Methodist Church, both in New York and in Washington, D.C., I spent a lot of my time traveling. I was uh, speaking at different gatherings. I was leading workshops and facilitating trainings. I was attending conferences. And my grandfather and I, we would have this somewhat of a tradition um, every time I would head to the airport, I would give him a call. I'd say, hi, Harabaji, hi, Grandpa. I'm on my way to the airport. And he would ask where I was going and why. And I would tell him. And then he would say, let's pray. So I'd sit there in the back of the cab with the phone by my ear, uh, being prayed over by my grandfather. And at first, it was a little bit awkward but it quickly became comforting. Yeah, the connection with him and through him with God uh, sustained me until I would get back from my trip. And so when I got back to New York or D.C. and after getting my bags, I would call him again from the back seat of the cab on my way home to let him know that I had arrived. I remember one trip, nothing was going right. My cab was late. I was messaging on my BlackBerry. Do you remember those? <laughs> I was messaging with my host, trying to coordinate the details of the conference I was speaking at. When I finally got to the plane after checking my bags and running to the gate before they closed the doors, I realized that I had to turn off my phone before I had a chance to call my grandfather. I'll call him when I land, I thought. But that didn't happen. And the next thing I knew, I was back arriving at LaGuardia Airport in New York, getting into the back seat of my cab on my way home. And finally, I did call him. Hi, Harabaji. Hi, grandfather. Hi, grandpa. I'm, I'm just getting back from Geneva. I'm, I'm so sorry. I forgot to call you before I headed out. I'll never forget his response. He laughed. And he said, don't worry. I was still praying for you anyway. You know, we're navigating this series called Fresh Breath, where we're looking more closely at the Holy Spirit, at God's presence at work in the world. And I wonder if the Spirit's not like that. Even in our busyness, even when we aren't intentional in our relationships with the Spirit, the Spirit is at work, moving in us, moving through us. The invitation is always there to partner alongside the life-giving and life-transforming work. And so two weeks ago, we started the series by seeing how the Holy Spirit gives life. We turned back to Genesis, to the creation, when God breathed that life-giving spirit into human. And we saw how we too are invited into that life-giving work with the Spirit. And last week, we turned to Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones, and we saw how the Holy Spirit revives life, how the same Spirit that was present at creation breathed that same breath onto the bones of despair and hopelessness, giving life again. 
Today we see how the Holy Spirit is at work once more as the Holy Spirit connects life together, connects lives together. Now many of you know that I love sports. I try to be as active as I can and I enjoy watching as much as I can. And last weekend, the National Basketball Association, the NBA, inducted their latest class into the Hall of Fame. Made up of players and coaches and broadcasters, this class was headlined by names that you might recognize. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant. One Hall of Famer, though, stood out to me as I was reading uh, uh, the bios of uh, these former players and coaches. And this was a newly inducted fan. The first fan ever inducted into the Hall of Fame. His name is Nav Bhatia. Nav Bhatia. And here's what writer Joe Pompliano had to say about uh, Nav Bhatia. A little bio for you. In 1984, Nav Bhatia left India during a time uh, when there was political turmoil and crisis, and he moved to Canada. And when he arrived, there was a problem. See, despite having a degree in mechanical engineering, he couldn't find any work because, a quote, of his long beard and his turban. And so after spending months applying to hundreds of jobs, Nav finally accepted a job as a car salesman in a rough part of town. And through a unique combination of hard work and his personality and character and advertisements, Nav became literally the best salesman in Canada. He sold 127 cars in his first 90 days on the job, and apparently that's still a record that exists in Canada even today. And when he was recruited to become the general manager of a local dealership, a large dealership that was across town, all but one of the employees quit. They refused to work with him. Well, he grew that business as well and eventually uh, started to make connections and partnerships until 1995 when he purchased season tickets for the newest NBA team of the year, the Toronto Raptors, and he never missed a home game in over 25 years. Today, he spends $300,000 annually to send thousands of kids to Raptors home games intentionally bringing people together from different races and ethnicities, backgrounds, and economic statuses. He brings communities together as Toronto's very own super fan. In our text this morning, we see the Spirit at work in a very similar way. You see the followers of Jesus are gathered together in one place where from heaven there comes a sound like the rush of a violent wind and divided tongues as of fires rest on each of them. And they're filled with the Holy Spirit and they begin to speak in different languages. And the crowd hears, the crowd that is made up of Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. They must have heard the sound of the rush of the violent wind. And now they hear these uneducated, rural, working class, working folk speaking their own languages. In their own language, they can hear of God's awesome works. And just like that, barriers are broken. Lives are connected. 
Theologian Willie James Jennings puts it this way. He says, the spirit creates joining. The followers of Jesus are now being connected in a way that joins them to people in the most intimate space of voice and memory, sound, body, land, and place. And it is language that runs through all these matters. To speak a language is to speak of people. The spirit creates joining through this transferring of language. I remember one time I was a chaplain at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and I was responding to a call. A patient had been brought in, Latino, male, mid-30s, unresponsive after a serious car accident, and I checked in with the staff for any other information before I went in to be with his mother while she waited for him to come out of surgery Hello, I'm Joe. I'm one of the past uh, chaplains here. And she looked at me but didn't respond. Hey, I'm one of the chaplains. I'm here to offer you any support that you might need. Again, she looked back at me but didn't respond. I I went back to the staff and I, I asked them, hey, what's going on? And they told me that they hadn't been able to communicate with her. They, they thought that language might be a barrier. And so I went back to the mother, unsure of what to do next. And out of nowhere, I blurted out, Me, I'm a Joe. I'm Joe. My name is Joe. You're still in pastor. I'm a pastor. Vamos a orar. Let us pray. And then holding her hands, I prayed in English. And throughout the prayer, as I prayed for healing and for hope, for comfort and strength, our hearts were united, and she joined me in prayer. She prayed alongside me even, interjecting with amens and sees in yours, yes, Lord, and, and por favor, Dios, uh, please, God. As, 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 and then as the prayer wrapped up, as I was running close to the end of what I would say next, I said, Padre Nuestro, our Father. And we both continued on praying the Lord's Prayer, me in English, she in Spanish. And I like to think that something holy happened in that moment, something sacred. I like to believe that in those limited words of Spanish, this weary mother felt seen, felt acknowledged, felt connected. I like to believe that this weary mother trusted that when two or more are gathered, that Christ is present. Friends, this is the mighty work of the Holy Spirit to overcome barriers, to overcome division, to unite and connect. David Bartlett, a theologian, he writes, the miracle of Pentecost is that even though there are still many languages and diverse words, people are able to understand each other. God's promise for the church is that in our diversity, through our diversity, the Spirit still leads us forward in understanding. You see, I believe that God wants us to be together, that God knows that we need each other, that God looks at the work we can do together, which is far greater than what we could do alone, and that the church, yes, even our church, serves as a conduit for the Spirit to move in and through, to give life, to revive life, and to connect lives together. 
Because when we gather, even when we are gathered virtually, though not physically together, but gathered virtually from all across the United States, even across the world, we don't do so because we look alike or that we dress alike or we think alike or believe alike. We come together because we trust that the power of the Holy Spirit will unite us in our differences to lead us toward unity, not uniformity. We come together because Jesus said to love God and to love neighbor, and it's not quite the same loving from afar. We come together to do life with each other, not to check our baggage at the door, but to bring all of ourselves to share in our hopes and our dreams, our burdens, our struggles, and our joy. But church, take note of this. Even with the movement of the Holy Spirit, even as the people are able to hear the good news of a life not as is, but of the possibilities that God had intended, even as they hear of the abundance of love and joy and justice and peace in their own languages, they still ask, what does this mean? Verse 12, all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? The world may not be ready for what the church has to offer. The world may not be ready for joining for unity, for the overcoming of barriers, for the connecting of lives. But we trust that the Spirit is already at work giving life, reviving life, connecting lives together. And so we go on about our work. We continue being church. We continue doing Church, moving towards our purpose of becoming Christ in the community so that we can partner alongside the transforming work of the Spirit that is already happening. And so I hope and I pray that like those disciples that were once gathered together, we too would be so filled with the Holy Spirit, compelled to challenge the ways of the world and all that we say and do, doing life differently, dreaming of a life different as we declare the reality of the beloved community on earth as it is in heaven. May the Spirit of the living God fall afresh on me, on you, on us. May the Spirit of the living God fall afresh on us today and forevermore. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for this time together, this opportunity to gather in spirit and in heart, trusting that your love does connect us and unite us from all parts of the world. And God, we pray that in this time of difference, in this time of conflicts that are happening in our communities, in our country, around the world, that your spirit would prevail and that we would experience the uniting love the connecting of lives, that the work that you call us to would be one of joining. Make us whole. 
as a people full of the abundance of love and joy, peace and hope. It is in your holy name that we pray. Amen. All right, that was part three of our current sermon series, Fresh Breath. Tune in again next week as we close out this series. We're going to look at how the Holy Spirit uh, supports us and encourages us in our weaknesses. Uh, It's going to be a good one. Uh, Until then, we hope you have a wonderful week. Make sure you like or subscribe wherever you uh, are listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you soon.